This call is being recorded. I, I love that intro. That very sultry, uh, scary, this call is being recorded. <laughs> and then I also like this part of it, too. So, I think I'm on the side hustle right now, though I'm also not on the side hustle. Uh, my name is JT Service. I'm the founder of Soul Focus Sports and run local events. Uh, recently, we started up in these crazy times uh, a podcast called Run Local, and, and we've been having a lot of fun with it, really focusing on uh, somewhat of the running industry, but using it to tell stories uh, about local communities and different people. And then uh, we have a, a great staffer on our team named Angela, and she's like, I think people want more. I think they want, they want to hear about the event industry uh, in general. And so we're going to start two podcasts. And um, that's where she's like, I've got the perfect guy for it. And, and that's, I think, the, the genesis for who we're talking to today and, and basically going to interview each other. But Jimmy Coleman from Nitro Circus is going to host the Side Hustle. And we're going to have two podcasts. It's like we're uh, basically reproducing podcasts like rabbits around here. Um, and so, Jimmy, you're here right now with us. I am. Well, virtually. I'm not physically there because then that would be violating several state and local ordinances on this whole social distancing thing. <laughs> the internet's so magical, and thank God we have it right now. Because if we didn't, I don't know what else we'd do during uh, quarantine, COVID-19. Oh, it's fantastic. You can get all kinds of memes. You can realize which one of your friends you never went converse with ever again because of the crazy rants that they post on social media. It's a great tool. It's a great tool. So here we are via the, via the interweb. We've never met in person, but I'm going to continue down the path of the Run Local podcast. We are going to dissect, and you're going to continue down the path for now, or at least until we get to start going back to work, of the side hustle. Uh, can you tell us what, what you think it's going to be about with the interviews you have in the can and the type of people you're going to have on it? You know, that it, I'm not 100% sure. So Angela hit me up weeks back and said, hey, you know what? I've got this idea. What do you think about this? Nobody's working. Let's get on and let's record these podcasts and let's just let's just start telling some stories from people that come from all walks of life in the event world. And at first, I, she sent me an email about it in a text and then I didn't reply because I was cooking. And then she thought that I wasn't into it <laughs> and was ready to pull the plug on the whole thing. I was like, oh, no, no, no. Sorry, I was busy. I was like, your idea is great. I love it. Um, so I, I wasn't a hundred percent sure. I thought at first she was saying like, Hey, I just want to record some goofy stories of things that have happened in your world. And I thought she was going to do that with some other people that we knew. And then somebody else sent me a text and he was like, Oh, so you're hosting this. And I was like, Oh, I wasn't aware of that. And then I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I got nothing else going on, but watching the squirrels play in the backyard. So we just kind of started having some conversations every other day about this. And then it's been what, like a week and a half now. We just started recording these things. It was like, okay, I'm going to press record and you guys just start talking. Uh, and then maybe you'll fill in once in a while and, and keep the conversation going. Well, it's, it's been fun it's been back and forth. Uh, everyone that we've almost everybody that we've interviewed so far. Uh, I actually know in person or I've worked with them. But uh, for me, it's been fun just diving into the heart of what people do and more importantly, how they got into it and just learning more about what their jobs entail. Because when I go to an event, I see my friends, but I don't, I mean, I know what their job description is per se, but I don't actually see all of it behind the scenes because we're working on different things. Uh, or in some cases, I'm, I'm starting that's to cool. learn things about my uh, friends that I never even knew. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, that's kind of what we're feeling over on the local side where 
we had like a silver medalist on last night and we were just asking him questions about what he likes to barbecue and his favorite Spotify playlist in like every era. So we just wanted to know how this man has changed from his 20s to his 30s to his 40s. And this is wonderful. It's wonderful getting weird little nuggets out of people that you thought you knew. I'm going to bite that. I'm going to ask some people. I'm going to start asking people like, okay. You can use that. Tell me your favorite you band in the 1990s. Then I want to know your favorite band in the 2000s. Ooh, but he got stuck with, now he's got three daughters and it's all frozen. It's a whole soundtrack in the household is frozen and he's singing show, show tunes. And this, and I feel like he's biting his lip because he was listening to, to West Coast rap 20 years ago and he had realized it. It, it almost came across his face. <laughs> Things have changed. Right now. I was gonna say if I had three cool. kids, I think I'd have something else frozen, so that wouldn't happen anymore. <laughs> How do you know you don't? That's the <laughs> Ooh, touche. That's a that's another podcast. <laughs> so how did you get into announcing I don't know what you call it, extreme sports? I would like to know that. How did one get that job? That's kind of a funny story, and ironically, that's also kind of the catalyst many, many years later as to why Angela approached me about this. Um I grew up skateboarding and I was 21 years old and I lived in Dallas and I was part owner of a skate park and these guys came to town and they had this show they were doing at a water slide park next door to a six flags and it was going to be a skate BMX inline skate show and this whole thing was all timed out to music and you had to be yeah. in certain spots during certain points in the song and whatnot there was a jet ski show in the pool so they needed a they needed a couple skateboarders so <laughs> they hired my friend and I and he was going to be the main skater and I was going to be the backup because he had just gotten out of a cast. And so in case he needed a couple of days off or whatever, rebroke his ankle, I was going to be the backup. So we had to rehearse all this stuff and practice. And we were there for probably three weeks doing all this every day. And on the last day, it was just a grind because it was hours of this. So I was running what around. What was it called? Uh, it, the, the show or the water slide park? Yeah, the show. Or I don't know. Yeah, the the show was called the Max Out Stunt Show. <laughs> okay, cool. At Wet n Wild. So I'm running around with an orange cone the last night of rehearsals and I'm telling all the lifeguard kids jokes, just trying to lighten the mood because it was a long day and it was hot and humid and everybody was miserable. So the next day the show goes on and I get a call and they're like, Hey, we need you to come down to the park. And I was like, Oh, okay. My friend got hurt. And I get there and they're like, Hey, we fired the announcer because he was terrible. And the park manager wants you to give it a shot tomorrow. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Great timing. How the heck did that happen? And they're like, Oh, he thought you were funny yesterday telling jokes. And I was like, okay so they handed me the <laughs> script and i'm like all right so i do it the next day and they're like okay so fill in for the week until we get another announcer so the end of the week rolls around and i think i'm gonna get in trouble because the jet ski guys had ridiculous names and they wore hot pink wetsuits uh, <laughs> it sounds like uh what is american gladiators kind of like was, nitro well it was just like that but these guys they had names yeah. like mr freestyle and the splash dancer and i, I kid you <laughs> not they're really their stage names in the show so I was kind of picking on those guys a little bit and making fun of them. And I thought they were sitting For me. For good reason. Oh, yeah. If you saw these guys, you'd be like, oh, please, rip them a new one. Uh, <laughs> so I uh, I got a call at the end of the week, and they called me in the office. I'm like, oh, here comes the hammer. I went too far. And the park manager was like, hey, we can't find another announcer, and you're actually pretty funny and getting better at this by the day. We'll pay you extra to do this for the whole summer. And I was like, okay. You're going to uh, pay me for this? Did that for the summer. The next summer, we did the same thing because they had uh, a water slide park in Las Vegas on the Strip at the time. So we did that again. And then uh, that whole thing fell apart. And one of the guys that I worked for, he ended up going to work for GT Bicycles and was 
announcing shows for those guys and they did all these tours and whatnot and he got tired of being on the road a couple years later and said hey i need a break i need you to come out and do a month's worth of shows and at the time they were doing nba halftime shows so uh, yeah. i started doing that and it was going to be a month and then that just turned into hey move to california and that just became a full-time thing and then a couple years oh of that show for the Golden State Warriors and a bunch of people from ESPN were there because it was the first year that X Games was in uh, San Francisco. So they were doing an X Games celebration night. So somebody from the uh, executive production side saw the show, called me up to the booth, had a conversation, got my phone number. A year later, the phone rings and they said, hey, we're going to try out for TV. And here we are 21 years later. Oh my gosh. That is literally how That's all that a pretty happened. cool story. Do you ever just like, I don't know, pinch yourself? You're just like, what are the chances? that this is what I get to do, or this is what I do. That's what was so funny about it, because when I was just working for the bike company and I was traveling around the country just doing, I mean, we would do state and county fairs. We'd go do bike shop shows every day in the summertime. I mean, you name it. I mean, rodeos, corporate parties and whatnot. This is before the TV thing, but we'd go from town to town and I'd run into radio people and they're like, oh, where'd you go to broadcasting school? I was like, I didn't. I barely graduated high school. <laughs> and they're like, really? I'm like, yeah, literally this all came about by accident. And then when they asked me to do TV for X Games in 2000, I was like, are you, isn't there somebody that might be a little bit more qualified than me to do this? Like, I don't know. In the first TV event I did, I'm getting used to somebody talking in your ear and trying to figure I, out when to stop talking. I was like, oh, they're never hiring me back again. <laughs> but you made it. I had some amazing people that worked with me uh, all those years. I mean, a couple people in those first few years as in particular were amazing teachers and just the amount of knowledge that they bestowed on me and the other people that I worked with. I can't thank those guys enough. I mean, they were so patient and they were so cool, but I mean, that's part of it is just, you know, being open yeah. to learning about it and, and working getting yourself yeah. up. Too bad. Yeah. And traveling and being in and out. I'm sure. Yeah. Just grinding. Yeah. We only have a few minutes, but I want, is there, can you give us this one nugget, like one story from something weird that happened from a TV broadcast? I don't know if it's X or Nitro things that we might hear on this podcast going forward. Oh man! All right, I'll I'm give putting you, you on the spot. Look, uh, there's a million of them, but I'm trying to think of one that's super quick. Um, the first year that we did X Games in Austin, Texas, uh, yeah, uh, was it at the Speedway? Uh, yeah, the vert ramp was downtown uh, in front of the Capitol yeah. building there uh, on Congress, mm -hmm. and they had everything crammed in down there, and uh, the streets were packed, and they had this tiny, tiny little control tower that was literally uh, for television broadcast, but also the judges. And there was like a VIP platform up top and there was BMX vert was going to go first. And then it was going to be skateboard vert. But before that they had a demo, they called it Tony Hawk and friends. So it was like Tony and a couple of people that were on his tours and a couple of BMXers. So myself and another guy were announcing that and it was for a webcast. And then we were going to go live. He was going to jump out of the booth, uh, my BMX co-host was going to jump in and we were going to go on air. And then all of a sudden the sound just like our control set just stopped working. So it was like, Oh, uh -oh. Shit. uh Oh, and they're like, Hey, so we're going on, we're going live in 30 seconds. And I'm like, okay, can you guys hear me? And I'm hitting the talk back button and no one's getting back to me. And I'm like, um, what are we doing? And it was just all of a sudden it was 30 seconds of chaos. And then all of a sudden you get to that 10 count and you got to start talking. And I'm like, I, have no idea what's going on right now meanwhile right. there's there's a guy crawling around on the floor underneath our feet that's unplugging <laughs> our cables and plugging stuff He's back in and it out. things from the power strip and you can't move because there's people everywhere so this guy's literally crawling around at our feet 
and uh, my co-host at the time was Kevin Robinson, and we just looked at one another, and we were just we had wide-eyed, just terrified, like. I, we both just looked at each other and laughed and shrugged our shoulders. And then he high fives me and it was, we just did our thing. And oh, the first, it was like a seven minute segment and we went to commercial break and they finally got it fixed halfway through that segment, but it was nerve wracking. Oh, I can only imagine, especially it being super like early on in that whole, in that entire thing. These guys oh, it was the first them. night. It was the first <laughs> night of full broadcast. And then it was funny. The next day I was talking to one of the other producers and like, hey, you guys had a good show last night. I was like, what happened with all that audio? They're like, what are you talking about? I was like, you didn't know. And there was a guy crawling around under the table unplugging our XLR cables. And he's like, I've never heard anything. You never would have known any better. I was like, it was oh, disaster and chaos in my mind. He's like, you guys sounded great. And I was like, oh, if you could only see the faces we were making. <laughs> Yeah, you you didn't see what I saw. That's Thanks. so cool. Well, these are I love these little stories. I was a skateboarder, inline skater, now still surfing. Uh, well, actually, they closed our beaches in Santa Cruz right now. So uh, my heart is is really into uh, extreme sports and big waves and stuff like that. So I can't wait to hear more of these stories and more people from uh, the event side. But also, also, are you gonna have some of the athletes out there? Who are some of the guests that might we might be able to expect in the coming weeks? Well, we started off, we made a small list of some of our friends that we thought would want to do this. But as word kind of spreads, like now I've got people that are texting me and saying, hey, I want to get in on this. So, I mean, you've got other announcers that want to do this, be it live event or TV. We've got some friends that we work with on the event production side, everything from athlete managers to you know people that set up the barricade lines and run the cables. Uh, I've got a couple of friends here locally who are musicians who have asked, hey, I know we're not kind of in your world, but if you guys ever want to expand your horizons a little bit, I'd love to get on there and tell some tour stories. i got two friends here in particular that would be fantastic at all. Oh, I love it. Uh, That's what people want to hear. Yeah, so, uh, you know. We've they want to hear good stories, especially now, yeah, like right now. Everyone's got a tale to tell no matter what you do, no matter what kind of an yeah. event it is, whether you're running corporate parties, whether you're, you know, setting up sporting events, you're running cable, whether you're an announcer, a camera guy behind the scenes and administration, everyone's got a story. That is so cool. Well, that's, and there you go, folks, that is the side hustle. So um, I am going to get myself off the side hustle, stick to the Run Local podcast. You can find that on Spotify, but just search it Spotify or Apple Store, whatever, but you'll be able to find this podcast on Spotify, wherever you find your, your podcast. Um, search the side hustle. It'll be up there, plus a whole bunch of episodes that are already in the can. And I'm going to, Jimmy, I'm just going to get out of your way. This is JT Service from Soul Focus Sports and Run Local Events, and, and it's, it's your baby now. I'm out. Hey, I look forward to putting together some fun stuff and letting people tell their stories and uh, hopefully making some people laugh during this crazy time that we're all going through. I love it. Cool. Thank you, Jimmy, for taking this on and Angela for introducing us and all the people and guests that are, are coming on soon. So, hey, thank I'm you out. for having Have me. Have a great show.